Hello and welcome to Luscious Thinking, episode three. I have my very good friend here, Devin Garnett. How are you doing? I am doing great, Mr. Lush. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing very well. Now, the, uh, the Lightning are Stanley Cup champions. What a game, man. I'm, I'm literally still at a loss for words. Like, it doesn't even seem real. Man, just waiting I, for someone to wake me up from like this dream or something. <laughs> <laughs> for, I mean, for me, the last time I felt like this was 2017 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But like this is honestly, this is even more than that, just because it's been so long since the city of Tampa, and we've had so many opportunities to to yeah. win, and yet somehow, some way, we keep getting stifled. And this year was the year. Yeah, and I, I like it that it's this year though, because it it goes down as like. I don't know. It's like harder to do it. Like, could you imagine being away from your family for two months in a bubble? Like I'd get sick and tired. Just imagine being with your coworkers cooped up for two months, like the entire time. And then having to accomplish something at this magnitude against the best 24 teams in the NHL. Like it's, it's insane. So I think this one should have an asterisk, but in a, in like an even harder way, like it might be the hardest championship like to date to win. No home field advantage. No fans, uh, no families. It, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Just to think about it, th- this whole time period that we're living in right now is, is unexpected. It's something that we never thought would happen. No, um, so, so you feel good then that we're Stanley Cup champions. Do you think we're going to repeat next year? Absolutely. I think if you look at our roster, I think a lot of our core pieces are locked down. Um, we might lose a couple – you know, glue guys, but as far as like the, the trades that we made, like the two big trades for Gord and Goodrow, they're under contract. So mm-hmm. and they're team friendly deals. So those guys really made a difference. They made us tougher. Um, so the guys who are really making plays and are important on our team, you know, they're going to stay. And, you know, a lot of people are going to want to come here too. To, it's like the, the Stanley Cup effect. They're going to want to come here and play on a winning team, maybe for less dollars than they would get with another team. So I think this is just the beginning of, you know what's going to happen with the Lightning. Dynasty? It's, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> we'll see. It's going, to, it's going to be exciting, man, in Tampa, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we have the Super Bowl that we're hosting this year. Gasparilla is the week before. I don't think Gronk's going to make it to the Super Bowl because he's going to be partying too hard at Gasparilla. <laughs> I, honestly, I hope that Tampa put a, a, a clause in his contract that he's not allowed to go to Gasparilla if – they are going to the Super Bowl because that otherwise they will lose so him. Funny. That would be so <laughs> funny if it's actually in his contract, but it's actually like a heads up move because Gronk and Gatsby, oh my gosh, this guy would lose his mind. It, it, he would definitely not play in the Super Bowl. That's for sure. Like, <laughs> He'd be hung over for three days. Yeah, easily. Um, <clears throat> so let's, down, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, so the incident that happened – uh, last Wednesday, I believe the 23rd of uh, September, it was yep. game three? three. Yep, game three. Game three. Game three, this man is sitting in his house watching the game. I'm in my, my friend's apartment. I can't watch it at my house because my girlfriend yells at me for yelling. <laughs> and you want to put that on a podcast that people are going to listen to. I respect that. I (laughs) I respect that. Okay. So you're at your friend's apartment. Um, You're getting a little overexcited. You start yelling, shoot, shoot. Is it shoot the puck or was it shoot? Shoot. Shoot. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. 
let me let me give you kind of like the backstory. So this is the honest, true story. I'm gonna give it to to Gary straight. So here we are. I started a little trend on Twitter before the game, and I said if Steven Stamkos steps foot on the ice in Game Three, I will shotgun two alcoholic beverages. So the moment we see him step on the ice, we shotgun two beers and we are we are rowdy. So I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like we were quiet whatsoever. Like we were we were rowdy. You were having a good time. Oh, we were having a grand old time. (laughs) So we're we score the first goal. We're going nuts, jumping up and down. Now keep in mind we're on the third floor of of the apartment. So um we get a power play and Headman on this specific play, he has a lot of open ice and there's traffic in front of the net. And some like my biggest pet peeve with the lightning, I love my team, is sometimes they just get too cute with it. So I mm-hmm. honestly just wanted him to shoot. Yep. So I just yelled out, shoot, shoot, <laughs> really loud. Like I'm I'm not even gonna act like it wasn't. It was it was loud. So don't think anything of it. About five or ten minutes um, go by, Stanco scores his goal we go nuts we lose it like that's that's like the icing on the cake right there like we want him to play first shot first goal goes in and (laughs) i shot we shot got another beer so probably 10 5 10 minutes after that we get this loud bang on the door and we're not expecting anyone so we looked at my friend. Looks through the people. To the no DoorDash, no Uber Eats. You know, you're Nothing. like, oh yeah, the food's here. <laughs> exactly. We didn't. We didn't. Know, we didn't order anything. So uh, my friend looks through the people, and there's no one there. But obviously, someone bangs. So um, the police. It actually ends up being the police, but they're standing off to the side of the people, so you can't even see them. So we don't answer the door for honestly a minute or two. The the bangs just keep getting louder and louder. So finally, my friend opens the door. He opens the door. Um, and I'm kind of trying to paint this picture. So the TV that we're watching is on the same um, wall as the door. So the, immediately, I'm sitting on the couch watching the TV. So immediately when he opens up the door, I see it's the police. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. So he goes outside and they immediately ask him, where are the guns? And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean, where are the guns? Like we heard there's a domestic dispute. What's going on in there? Where are the guns? So my friend is like, no, there's no guns. We're literally watching the lightning game. He opens the door really wide so they can see, you know, the whole apartment that everything is okay. And he asks us to come outside. So we, we go outside of the door and they ask us the same question. What's going on? We heard there's a domestic dispute. Where are the guns? And I honestly looked at him. I said, no guns here, sir. We're just, we're just <laughs> screaming for Steven Stamkos. <laughs> and in the city of tampa he's a legend so it's like you know that the cops got to understand that steven samkos if you're cheering for him like okay that's understandable right right so um i'm decked out of my lightning gear it's clear that we're we're cheering for the lightning so they laugh it off by the time that we open the door talk to the cops and everything the whole incident only lasted maybe like one or two minutes right tops like they were completely understanding nothing went wrong like they weren't extra questioning or anything like it was apparent like what was happening so um yeah they left and then the story just took flame it was crazy so okay so then so we got the story so you know what was going on 
uh, when you shot it. You, you were literally going, you were yelling, shoot, shoot. Because I, I've seen so many times watching Lightning games, Kucherov gets too crafty, or really any of the wingers get too crafty, and they try and make that extra pass. And far too many times, especially in the last couple of years when it comes to playoff games, we've gotten way too cutesy, and that's why we've lost. Yep. So I can see why you're yelling shoot. Because, I mean, it, I would be yelling shoot too, but I, I also live in Holiday, Florida, where noise complaints are not a thing. It's, you can be as loud as you want and at whatever time you want, and it's, you're fine. Your neighbors are like, man, we've dealt with this before. But you're in an apartment complex, so I, I get it. Yelling shoot, shoot <laughs> could yeah. raise a couple of eyebrows. Exactly. So, so following that game then, obviously we won 5-2. Um, that was a Wednesday. So then – what happened after that? Because, I mean, I was, I was following you on, on Instagram, and I was starting to see you go through the locker rooms, get a tour and everything. Did the Lightning reach out to you after that? Yeah, they, they did. So um, Joey Knight wrote the story. I posted it, and then it started hitting, like, the hockey reddits. It started, like, Barstool tweeted it out. Spitting Chicklets, like, like, started tweeting it out. So this is, like, all day Thursday and, like, beginning of Friday. Like, it's going, it's going crazy. I'm on, like, uh, radio stations – Everyone's asking for interviews, things like that. So I was actually at my office in Clearwater and my boss was nice enough to let the, the news come out and interview me there. So I was literally about to do an interview with Fox 13 and I get a call and hey, Devin, this is, I believe her name was Rachel, uh, the PR lady for the Tampa Bay Lightning. She's like, we'd like to invite you out uh, to our official watch party um, for game four. Now it's only VIP and like um, season ticket members and only a select few season ticket members because they're still doing like the social distance thing. So right, yeah. like, we'd like to host you and three uh, friends of your choice and we'll come out, you'll get the full tour and everything like that. And you can scream as loud as you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got, invited I'm, me out. That was awesome. So you got to go like a, take a tour through uh, the locker rooms, you know, Emily arena, um, and then you got to watch the game inside Amelie on yep. the big screen. Yeah. So we met uh, Dave Michigan, who's like the our radio announcer. If anyone doesn't know, who's going like viral for how crazy he goes when we score goals. Oh, he's, he's uh, insane. Met, he's awesome, man. He's insane. Really cool guy. Really cool guy. He was, he was cracking up about the story. And then uh, we also met Dave Anderchuk. And, man, he is so down to earth, like – this Super relaxed. Awesome. Yeah. So we, we literally talked to him for about 10 minutes before the game. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. So then we, um, they took us ice side. And before the game, um, Greg Wolf, their like um, event, like PA guy that gets the crowd hype and everything, he comes over and I'm literally sitting on the lightning bench and he interviews me um, about the game or about the, me getting the cops called on me. He's like, this guy was cheering so loud. He got the cops called on him. So I kind of explained the story. Everyone in the crowd's laughing and yelling and cheering for me. And yeah, so we took our seats. And the moment I go to sit in my seat, someone turns around and goes, shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so people like start knowing like who I am. I go, to get, I go get a beer and they're like, oh yeah, I saw you on the news. You were the one that yelled shoot. So it was really funny. So I actually, three years ago, um, I believe it was, it was either two or three years ago. I don't, when did we uh, play the Washington Capitals? Was that 2018? Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah. So, so two years ago, I think I was probably the most hated man in Tampa. Um, mm. 
because I, I didn't go viral, but I brought the Stanley Cup into Amelie while we were playing. Oh, no. Yeah, while we were playing um, game one um, of the Capitals. I'd seen the Boston oh, Bruins no. do it, and I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I'll go viral. So, you know, like obviously bringing that in, you get a little bit more uh, attention. So I, you know, I got to talk to uh, a couple people and then I also got to meet the astronaut. Uh, and then, uh, then yeah, then there's a, a picture of me behind the, you know, behind John Cooper, but the person who took it, took it like from their TV screen. So you can see that we're losing three zero to the Washington oh, Capitals. No. And then there's like videos of me with the, the Stanley cup. And of course, we lost that series. I blame this uh, that series lost on you. That's bad juju, I, man. It's okay. I, I, at this point, I've accepted it. You know, I've accepted that 2018 was not my year, and uh, so now I'm actually probably going to be the most hated man in Tampa again. But it'll be okay because we won the Stanley Cup. So I'm Did I'm you cool do with it that. This year? Did you? Do no, it this God, year? no. Okay. Well, I couldn't. I, I couldn't because you know, um, couldn't go to the stadium or the the arena, but. Would I have Thunder Rally or anything? No, God, no. Okay. I, right. I just checking. Because here's the thing: we the games that we went to, that I went to, we lost, and then you know we won games three, four, and five, which I didn't go to game five, even though I had tickets. I didn't go, so I've decided that I'm no longer going to go to Lightning games in the playoffs because <laughs> because <laughs> I want the luck. good juju, right? But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it, coming full circle from that, though, you know, it's, it's literally, so 2018, we lose to the Washington Capitals, a very good hockey team. They, they have an extremely good squad. 2019, we, we get our asses handed to us by the Blue Jackets, yeah. who, whose coach was our coach when we won our last Stanley Cup. So it's understandable, not to get swept, but understandable that we lost to John Tortorella. This year, this was our redemption year. I feel like coming into this, it didn't matter if we were first place, you know, because I feel like that was a little bit of pressure we had last year. But we didn't care if we were first place. We didn't care that the pandemic was going on. We, we were going to win this, whether, whether we liked it or not. And we showed it. This is the first time I feel like we've, I've seen physicality from, you know, the Lightning. The first time we've – like Yanni Gord, that line three. Blake Coleman, yes. Yanni Gord. Who else is on that line? Uh, it's not Kalorn. Um, Goodrow. Um, Goodrow. Yeah. So Nico Goodrow. Yeah. So that line in itself was probably the best line we had because it gave us energy. It's a bunch of scrappers. They're out yeah. there and they're having fun and they're fighting. Like I would never want to play against that line. Never. Because never. That, it's it's 110 all the time. And usually the defenders that we get are Sergachev and um I don't think Chernak's on on Sergachev's line. Uh who I else is Belgian. who? Bogosian? And Bogosian is, yeah, it's, so that line, you, when you get those defenders and that line together, that's a lot of people that are giving 110%, which I know like the rest of the team is, but you, you see uh, it just Kucherov. It's different. It it's, just seems yeah. different with that line. Yeah, like Kucherov, Point, and, um, and Palat, that's like a smooth line. You just see him right. gliding around. Like Kucherov is looking like he's given 75%. But it's only because he's positioned in the perfect place every single time. And those passes that he gives are, you know, extremely accurate. But that third line, when you watch them out there, it's, it is awesome. They're they're literally, they don't care how big they are. Yanni Gord will go up against, and we've seen it. He'll go up against the biggest guys. He's like, I will fight you. 
I may be a, a tiny little, you know, David compared to your Goliath, but I will fight you. Right. I love that. That Very is well. awesome. That's what we needed. We needed those scrappers. We needed that physicality. And I don't think we had some of those pieces that we've had in previous years. Bringing in Pat Maroon was a big one too. Absolutely. Credit to just the GM, Jimmy Breezewell, like for making that move because I mean, Iserman, I don't have anything wrong to say like about him. He was a great GM for us. He built this core, but it always seemed like every year we beat teams. And when you get to those later games and you run into a physical team, we can't do what we have to do. So we had to get more physical. And those two trades, we gave up a lot. We gave up two first round picks and our number one prospect to end up getting Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow and two separate trades, but we gave up a lot, but I'm all for it because this feeling right now, like this feeling is forever. Mm -hmm. Like I'm all in, like, I am so happy that we made those moves because we are going to get free agents, you know, to, to fill some of those voids here in the future. So um, I couldn't be happier, man. Oh, me neither. I'm telling you, I, I felt it was a disservice to our city though, that we're in the state that we are like that. We couldn't be fully celebrating. We couldn't do a lot of the things that normal years would we, we would be able to do because right. this, it's a big accomplishment. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I love all sports, but hockey is my favorite sport to watch. Right. Whether I'm there or whether it's on the TV, it's my favorite sport to watch because it's constantly going. It's not like football where, you know, eight to 10 seconds, boom. And then the next play, which is exciting. It's not like golf, which I, I watch sometimes when I need to take a nap, but it, it's, it's, it's constantly going. It's always evolving, always adapting. It's all about momentum. It's, it's a fantastic game. And for us to bring home the cup, it, it speaks volumes to what, Jeff Vinnick has done for this city. I'm sorry. Our best team is the lightning for the Tampa Bay. Like the rays are doing great. The bucks are doing great, but the lightning have consistently been the best team to bring in fans, to bring in revenue every year. Dude, it, it starts from the, t- like any successful team, it starts from the top down. And I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone says. Like if you have a bad owner, look at the Knicks. You're going to have a bad team. It literally trickles down. So we have one of, if not one of the best owners in sport, who's doing nothing but build our city, bring big time investors to continue to invest into real estate and building our city up, who truly cares about the team. And no matter the budget, money is never the problem. Uh, must be nice. <laughs> but money's never the problem when, when he came and took over this team. And he really really blew me away with what he's, what, what, he, what he's done. I mean, we, we are across the league known as a world-class organization from the top down. And, and it's a lot of it's due to Jeff Finnick. You know, this, this guy is even not just for the lightning, but the community around it, like we were just talking about it's, he literally, he speaks volumes to our community. Like our community is this is because Jeff Finnick has made it such a great place to be you know absolutely so um so with everything that you know we've talked about uh previously i also saw after um i believe it was after game 5 this weekend you started a um t-shirt line 
not line, but like, you know, just the graphic tee that says shoot the puck and you're starting to give back to charities that are, um, you know, trying to fight domestic violence and, you know, and such. Yeah, uh, I am. So a little quick backstory. Um, rewind to Friday night um, before we go to the watch party. We, I put a note on the neighbor who we suspect uh, called the police and it said, thanks for making me go viral on the internet, LOL. Um, what else did it say? Oh, sorry for being so loud on Wednesday night. So I left that note with the article there, taped it to their door. Don't think anything of it. We come back after we win game four, I'm watching it at Emily, and there's a case of beer that's sitting by our, our doorstep and there's a note and it's actually from the neighbors. And I have the note right here. Hold on, let me grab it. Where is it? Oh, well, essentially, I do have it somewhere. But um, essentially, it said, um, sorry for calling the police on you. I grew up in a home of domestic violence, and I legitimately thought someone was going to get shot. LOL. I uh, hope the Lightning do win tonight or won tonight. I'll be watching the NBA Finals. So that's where this whole idea, like, that's going to kind of, like, hit me. At first, I was kind of annoyed that someone would call the police, you know, for me cheering. But, like, when I saw that note, that's when it, like, truly hit me, and I was like, dang like that is a real issue and I, 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 I my heart goes out to him for having to grow up in an environment of domestic violence and so I, I just wanted to take you know while I have my little 15 minutes of fame while this you know while I have somewhat of a platform this isn't going to last forever it's probably going to blow over in a little bit and it'll be fine but don't sell yourself short <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just being realistic but you know I, I wanted to use this, the platform while it's there to shed light on that because that did touch me that you know that's the real reason why he called the police so there's no hard feelings between me and him we've actually talked and everything like that but um yeah i think just selling merch and i'll be giving some of the proceeds to uh the springs in tampa and then there's another one rcs grace house and clearwater florida so i'll be splitting it 50 50 between um the uh the profits of the the merchandise the merchandise yeah yeah i think no, you're fine, um, which is fantastic. You know, a lot of times people get their 15 minutes of fame and they just take it and they, they run with it and they don't understand what it means to have that time to speak up, you know, for things that are going on. And domestic violence is a big thing that is really undervalued in our country as a, as a problem. Um, I actually, uh, so I, a couple of weeks ago, I downloaded this app called Stereo. Um, it's like the Tinder for podcasters. Um, it's pretty new. And, you know, it's got its flaws, whatever. But basically, it just, you know, you go on there and you, uh, you put that you want to go live and it, it matches you with somebody to talk to. And uh, right before this podcast, I actually was talking to somebody about domestic violence. And uh, she actually works in a center where they deal with this a lot you know they have girls and 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 even men come in and um that's what they they do is they try and talk to these 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 women these men about why they're feeling the way they're feeling you know what's going on you know trying to give them some kind of help um and i it's crazy though that i ended up talking about that right before this podcast because this is really the truly the issue that we want to talk about right. um that you know you going viral for the the Stanley Cup uh yelling shoot shoot is fantastic but if we want to talk about one thing i would say this would be the most important thing to talk about because it is an issue that's going on in the world today and and it's 
very undervalued. So, um, you started selling merchandise, shoot the puck, and it's going to these these charities um, that are fighting domestic violence. Do you plan on like because like you said, you you have a platform right now. You have your 15 minutes of fame, but do you see yourself like continuing after just just trying to you know help out for these charities? Absolutely, uh, I think this is something that uh, when I was younger, I used to my mom used to take me to you know volunteer and all that, and I kind of got away from it, but you know, now just having this, you know, when I looked at the account today and saw that in like less than 24 hours, we had $250 already. I was like, wow, like this feels, this feels good. Like to be giving back to something that's serious. And so I definitely think that I will continue to use my platform and continue to, to raise awareness and give back. And just this whole situation, like this, Another thing, like the police were involved and I'm African-American. So like, that's another thing. Like, I didn't want that narrative to be like, oh, you know, the cops, surprise, he's alive. I saw some comments like that, like surprise, he's alive. I don't want it like that. Like it was diffused the right way. They completely understood. And they really thought there was a domestic violence case going on. So right. this, this whole situation, we can look back now and laugh. So I think that it's just the perfect time to continue to how to use my platform to continue to donate and volunteer. I'm sorry. Um, I have to go shut my dog up really quickly because one of the neighbor's dogs decided they want to start barking. And I have a German Shepherd, so she barks at everything. So give me one second. I'll, I apologize. No, that's all good. Well, that's been my first uh, first ever interruption of a podcast, but we'll work past it. Um, <laughs> so, so going back to what you were saying before previously, um, this is something that you know I, I didn't grow up. I grew up in a, a, a divorced home. I've said this on a, a previous podcast, but I, I never grew up around domestic violence. I know people who have grown up with domestic domestic violently domestically violent homes. Um, and, you know, from talking to the woman I talked to previously before this podcast, a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, these women and men being conditioned, being brainwashed into uh, accepting the violence that's going on because they don't know any better. It's what they're comfortable with. It's what they've known. And because of that, they're, you know, they consistently happen to them for so long that they become brainwashed into thinking it's okay. And it's right. not. Absolutely not. A hundred percent. In some situations, you know, they're scared about leaving their pets, leaving mm, their children, kids, yeah, things like that. So, or just leaving the home that they built together. But you know, sometimes you do have to start from scratch. But it's, it's. I can't imagine being in something like that happening. You know, so my heart goes out to all domestic violence victims, and I just hope that you know these charities can continue to to help them and you know, get them out of those types of situations because that is definitely not okay. Right. I feel like a lot of people that that are in those situations, they build these walls up 
and they they think to themselves, well, the grass isn't greener on the other side because they built these walls up and they've they've right. built this expectation that I'm so comfortable and I'm so used to this happening that I don't know what's on the other side of the fence. But the fence, they've been building a wall because they've been accepting it's okay for so long that they feel as though they have to climb over this gigantic wall to see if it's okay on the other side. And, you know, it should be the opposite. It should be, you know, you should be able to see on the other side how how good it is. And that's why it's good to have a support system, you know. And, and if you don't have a support system, talk to somebody. There, there, there are so many hotlines. There are so many websites to go to. There are so many places, um, you know, that you can go to to talk to people that have been in the same situation and they've gotten out of it. And those are the, those are the people that you want to talk to. It doesn't matter if you know them or not. You have to talk to people who understand your situation, who have been through your situation and who've gotten through it. And that's the only way that you're going to, and you have to want to change too. That's the other thing. You have to want to change. If you do not want to change, if you do not want to accept or to, to not accept the situation that you're in, you're not going to change. So you have to accept the the situation and seek help from those who have gone through what you're going through. Um, So to, to those people out there that are listening that are in domestic um, in domestically violent situations, seek help. Or even know someone. Or even know somebody, yes. Seek help and, and see if, you know, ask questions. If you see somebody is, like, you, you don't have to, like, talk to people to know that there's something that's going wrong. If, if you see something, if you see marks, if you see, you know, anything, their mood changing, anything like that, talk to them. All right. it takes is just a simple talk. And the next thing you know, you're helping them on the way to be, to live a better life without something that, you know, some baggage that you don't need. Right. Um, so we've talked about domestic violence. We've talked about the lightning. We've talked about your situation about, <laughs> about yelling out, shoot, shoot. Um, what time is it? It's only, it's only been 30 minutes for now. Um, so we got a couple, we have a couple more minutes to talk about some stuff. Um, would you like to talk, take a couple of minutes to also, you know, talk about domestic violence? Yeah. I, I think you honestly just hit the nail on the head there. Um, you, you have to speak out. You have to be aware of your friends. You have to be aware of those signs. You have to continue. And even if they are telling you that they don't need help or they don't want help, still help. That's, literally how people get murdered and things like that. You see murder suicides and things like that happening. Like just talk, go seek help. I was actually talking to my neighbor and he was, uh, who was the one who called the police and he was explaining that just five months ago um, in the apartment, com- the apartment complex he was living in, a woman was shot and killed due to domestic violence. So like that was in his mind and he was think- literally thinking like, oh my gosh, like not again. Yeah. He also said that he grew up in um, Dominican Republic and uh, Brooklyn, where domestic violence rates are through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it just breaks my heart, man, because this doesn't have to happen. And there's, there's places that can, can get you help. So if you know of anyone, if you're going through anything like this, please, 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 please seek help. And if we know you, because we do know a lot of people in this area. If we know you and you're going through this, reach out to us. This is what we're here for. You know, this, it doesn't matter if I don't know you and, and you listen to this podcast or if I do know you and you don't listen to this podcast, which I mean, you'd have to listen to this podcast to know, but 
seek help. It is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to not know what's going on. But there are people out there that have been through your situation and they're going to, they're going to help you. And if you can't seek help from friends, seek help from professionals because that is their job. That is what they do for a living. And that's why I'm so glad I had the pleasure to talk to this lady beforehand because, you know, after hearing some of the stories that she was talking about, it's, it's, I feel for them. I, I have a lot of empathy for them because I understand that it can be very difficult to get out of a certain situation, you know, whether, and that's, that's what life is. You know, it comes down to anything. It could be a drug addiction. It could be, um, you know, a gambling addiction. It could be any kind of addiction, but at a certain point when you become so comfortable with something, so okay with something, it just becomes your reality and you don't think anything differently. So seek help, please. Um, and that's all I can say about that subject, honestly, because Amen. it's, it is, it is, it is something that's going on in, in society today. And I don't think that we actually um, take account to it because there's a lot of other things going on, whether it be politics, whether it be the Black Lives Matter movement, whether it be Antifa, all, everything that's going on, global warming, you know, we have all of these, these things oh, going man. on. And, and, the, <laughs> and these things are just taking away from what's really going on, you know? Right. There, there are so many small, minuscule things that are going on that we can fix. Everyday and in, things. That everyday things. And we can make change for those things. Exactly. Oh. All we have to do is stay open-minded and accept that sometimes we're wrong, you yeah. know? Like, I, I find it funny because the, the Black Lives Matter movement that's going on right now, I completely and 100% back the Black Lives Matter. But what is, what's to say that something comes about that takes it the wrong way? And I say this because, you know, without leadership of something, it will be led astray. So we have to make sure that we do our due diligence as people to at least talk to one another and sympathize with one another, feel empathy for one another, listen to their story, be open-minded and don't be so close-minded about something. Right. Listen and respond. Not I think the biggest thing that we can do just as a community is just like educate. Exactly. Just educate yourself mm -hmm. on why Africans American Americans feel this way and are being treated a certain way. Educate yourself. Have conversations. Don't if they say something that you find offensive, see where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Tell have them a conversation about it. Exactly. Talk to them. No matter how hard the conversation is, talk to them. You have to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And without so, those hard conversations, we don't get anywhere. We don't move anywhere. You're no, just, you're just brushing it under the rug, and it's going to come up another another time and when there's another incident. It's so, cyclical. Right. So, if we don't accept what's going on, and if we don't if we don't look at what's right in front of us, it will come back around. I, I, I saw a meme that, uh, you know, Sal, right? Yeah. I saw a meme that he's, uh, <laughs> when you're playing Mario Kart and, <laughs> and you throw down a banana and you see that damn banana two laps later that you threw down. <laughs> Literally. That's what, what it is. is. You know what yeah. I mean? It's cyclical. It comes back, you know, and, yeah. and, and we can't, we can't accept that, you know, what's going on in the world today is okay. We have to find, we have to plan for what's going on right now. America, I believe is, is a, a and three football team. It is like, Oh my God, we're in full panic mode, but 
it's like, okay, there's a lot of the season left. Let's plan. Let's plan for what's going on. Let's talk to each other. Let's communicate. And if we communicate, there's nothing that can go wrong. Good communication goes a long way. And that's why I started this podcast is because I want the issues to get out there. Um, I love it, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm hopefully it's, you know, I, I've talked to, so far I've talked to you. uh, I've talked to uh, Trey Wetzel and and I saw uh, Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so far I've, I've talked to a wide array of people that are going in different directions yet they still have the same values. And I think that's, that's what we like truly is. It's all about the values that you hold. If you hold to the strict values of being a good person, I think that you're going to be a good person because if you do it consistently, that's what's going to happen. You know, you, your reality is you are a good person because you do all the things that a good person does consistently and because you want to do it. Right. And you seem to be one of those people. You took a situation, you took a situation that normally people would take and they would take and use to their advantage. And instead of you saying, Hey, well, I'm going to take these 15 minutes of fame and I'm going to try and make them into a, a year's worth of fame, two years worth of fame, you know, 15 years worth of fame. You decided to give back instead. You've right. decided to take away from being somebody and instead doing something. And that's usually the harder route to take is to do something. It's, uh, it's just, I don't know. I feel like I have a, a good heart and I was raised, you know, right. So I just couldn't imagine not doing this, mm-hmm. this platform. And mm-hmm. especially the note going all over social media, things like that. Like it's, I have to do this. Like there, there wasn't an option in my head. Like mm-hmm. I have to do this. This is the perfect opportunity. You now have a voice and you're using it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I don't really care about the followers and that type of stuff. I mean, I have a Twitch channel. I like the game. I would like to monetize that one day, yes, but I'm not worried about trying to promote that. I'm just saying that now on the podcast just because, you know, we're having a deep conversation. But Absolutely. No, you're being real, and I appreciate yeah. you being real. You know, it's hard to find real people, and that's why, I had, again, that's why I started this podcast. I want to have real conversations with real people and understand how they've gotten to where they are today and, and why they think about the things they think about. It's, you know, understanding people, when you understand people, you start to understand yourself. Uh, there's a Matthew McConaughey um, a quote slash commercial where he's, he basically says, instead of trying to find out who you are, find out who you are not first. And over time, you'll start to realize who you actually are, you know, and, and it, that itself, I'm like, woof. all right, well, time to start finding out who I'm not, you know? So everything, man. Everything. Um, everything. So really quickly, we're going to lighten the mood a little bit. Are you ready for right. the shotgun? Oh, I am ready for the shotgun. Okay, give me one second. I got to go get it. Um, right. Before before we do this, um, so I I spoke to Devin. Um, I want to say uh, Saturday morning, and you know we were talking about how we were excited that because that was game five. That's where we lost, but we were excited, and I was like, dude, I don't know where you're going tonight. I'm going somewhere else. But guess what? I'm FaceTiming you and we're going to shotgun this. And last night you were out and you were having a good time and you couldn't get to the phone. So why not do it on the podcast? Right. All right. So give me one sec. I'll be right back.
By the way, notice uh, listener and followers. Um, actually, it would really only be for YouTube that you could see this, but both of us put a towel down um, because we know this could get messy. So um, if you're Especially listening, yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you using your teeth? Baker Mayfield style, brother. Yeah, I'm just going to go the old classic key style. I found out that you got to make shotgun holes pretty big to chug them fast. I don't, oh, I just, yeah. Oh, I think I, I mean, that's a rookie mistake by me. I learned the hard way uh, game three because my chugs I'm... were awful. <laughs> All right, so on three. One, two, three. Man, they're so awful, but every time I keep doing them. It's, uh, so you had a shotgun two of those because Stamkos came in? Uh, they were just regular beers. Like oh, okay. I just happened to get tall boys. Oh, you just shotgun a tall boy? Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that at first. I'm sorry. I, li- I was so focused on my – oh, my goodness. I was wondering why <laughs> I finished so quickly compared to you. I was like, what? Like, what? Yeah. Now that makes sense because I'm honestly – I'm a bitch when it comes to shotgunning. I can chug beer. Like, if it's out of a glass, I can chug it 100%. Right. I can chug it faster than most people. But shotgunning, mm-mm. my acid reflux does not let me – allow me to do it. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, it hurts, but it hurts so good. <laughs> it hurts so victorious good. <laughs> the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Exactly. So we've talked uh, – again, so we've talked about a lot of things. Um, you know, we've talked about the, again, going back to the situation, uh, with the cops being called, um, how that turned into such a fantastic event, because without that, you would have never met your neighbors. You would have never understood why they called and you would have never reached out and tried to help out the community, you know, by giving back to charities that are fighting domestic violence. So what I think I'm trying to say is to, to kind of sum it all up just because a situation in the moment feels not okay, feels uncomfortable, doesn't mean it's not what's supposed to happen. The more uncomfortable you are in life, the further you'll get. Because once I would you like s- to put it like this, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, you're fine. I, always, I, give me some wisdom, throw some wisdom on me. I've always had the motto of just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like if you put yourself like that, and that kind of mindset, like any situation when there's a little adversity, I think it has to do with my sports background. Like it really, really taught me this is like, it really helps you in life when something's going wrong, when you're having a bad day, of course, you're going to have the bad days. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't complain and things like that, but just get comfortable with being uncomfortable no matter what situation, whether it's a job, whether it's anything, man, just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because when you become comfortable with being uncomfortable the uncomfortable becomes comfortable and that's oh my god (laughs) but but it makes sense you know what i mean when you consistently do something over and over again you get good at it that's what it's all about this whole ten thousand hours thing of being a master of something it's no you want to be a master of something you live your entire life by that that's how you master something and and being uncomfortable yeah it may suck at first but after a while, it gets comfortable. You're like, wow, this is not that bad. I mean, everything's going wrong, but this is teaching me for the next step. Like, 
it's just, it makes sense after a while, but you got to get used to it. Yep. Love it, man. Well, Devin, this has been a fantastic conversation. And I think that we got to do this again. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think we should do this again. I think that uh, we should follow up with what's going on. um, You know, with the uh, you fighting for uh, domestic violence. I'm not fighting for, but you know what I mean? You know, fighting for the charities that are fighting domestic violence. I think that we should follow up on that. And I think that we should also follow up on what's going on in your life. Um, You know, because we got COVID going on right now, but everything's opening back up. And that's a different, it's, it's totally different, you know, scenario than what's going on right now. So, yeah. um, I'll put you in the books for something. I got, um, I got Trey as my first guest when the studio actually opens up, but the next time I see you, I, I want to actually put you in the studio cause it's going to be awesome. You see this paint color and everything it's going away. Yeah. You see the Eagles fan cave that might be yeah. staying just because this is the Eagles fan cave, but I'm not coming ev- in. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, everything else, I'm telling you, I'm going to, I'm going to hook the studio up and I want you in here as my second episode. If Calvin's not in here by then, um, I think I'm speaking to him in December. So, um, I'll put you in before there, but I want you in the studio. That way we can have a conversation. We can drink a couple beers, have a good time. Absolutely. All right, Devin. Down there. Well, this is Gary Lush with Lush's Thinking episode three. My interview with Devin Garnett went very well and I hope to see him again on here soon. I should have everything set probably in about a month. Also to the listeners out there, um, the podcast will be uploaded to Apple Music um, and as of next week, it shall be on Spotify and Apple Music or uh, Amazon Music as well. So Again, um, send me some feedback. My email is lushesthinking at gmail.com. That's L-U-S-H-I-O-U-S-T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G at gmail.com. If you want to get on the podcast or even if you have a couple questions, send it out to me. Devin Garnett, appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Gary.